It is Sunday, November 1st, 2020. This is U62 The Targ. Let's do it. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62 The Tar. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, I'm fretting about my computer, continuing through Lord of the Rings, and remembering Sean Connery. It's episode 10.27, Borrowed Time. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. U62 the Targ, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Cap is here with this week's episode of the Targ. I hope it's made it to your ears okay. My computer has started acting up and I'm starting to worry about how much longer I'll be able to do these. I booted it up the other day and I got several error messages that I'd never seen before. She's working now, but running slower than ever. Just so you know what I have, it is a 12-year-old Dell that still runs on Windows Vista. I am working to rectify this. I am currently in the middle of pricing out a new computer. It's actually throwing me into a bit of an existential crisis. I decided to check out the place my parents go to for their computers. It's one of those mom and pops that custom builds them for you. I mentioned used to work in radio and podcasting is a hobby, and he started putting together a pretty heavy-duty audio production machine for me. And that's the thing. I'm in full midlife crisis mode right now. For those I haven't told yet, my temporary layoff from radio has been upgraded to permanent. I'm one of those guys the UCP has warned you about. I'm just sitting around living off Serb and eating cheesies. Well, not so much eating cheesies as staring into the abyss figuring out what next to do in life. I have no idea if I'm going to be continuing radio as a career, so I'm not sure if I want to drop a lot of extra money on audio doodads for a new computer. Regardless, I should call that computer place. Our meeting ended in such a way that I don't know if he's just putting together a quote for me or if he started building a new machine for me. It's like that Seinfeld episode where George's job interview ended so ambiguously he didn't know if he got the job or not. He decided to just show up on Monday and if they put him to work he figured he got the job. That being said, I probably shouldn't wait until I get the bill for a new computer. Everything's better with Mark Tappas. Crime has gone down, productivity is up, and ratings for Doctor Who are through the roof. Mark Tappas on U62, The Targ. Actually, it's not all fret and worry in my life. I've had another personal victory this week. I think I've mentioned that I'm using this downtime to try to do something I've been trying to do ever since I was 12 years old. Read Lord of the Rings. I passed another milestone last night when I finished The Two Towers. As has become the tradition as I do this, once the book is done, I toss the movie into the old Blu-ray player to see how they changed things. I'd been warned for a while now that Two Towers is the one where they changed the most for the movie, and it really shows. Perhaps the biggest change in the movies is a lot of the characters actually have character arcs. In the book, pretty much everyone is on the side of good as soon as our heroes roll up and ask them to join the fight. But in the movies, they need to ponder it over for a bit. 
I know that wound up being one of the most controversial things about the movies. Aragorn was given the typical hero's journey arc as he works his way up to being the new king. And the one that people have been complaining to me about for years, they made Faramir a dick. But it's been beneficial as well as they wound up beefing up a lot of the female roles. In the book, Arwen is just kinda there. But in the movie, they expand her role by using her for parts that were filled by elves with two lines. It works. And Eowyn is a much bigger force too, as she comes along for the battles. In the book, she stays behind at the castle as a doting housewife, pretty much. All in all, this has been a fantastic exercise, and I'm hoping I can get Return of the King done by the end of the month. You're listening to Mark Kappas. It's clear to all of you that I am awesome. On U62, The Targ. Now it's time for the streaming report where I update you on what I've been binging over the past few days. Just like last week, I haven't really delved into a new series yet, as I've been revisiting all my favorite Halloween specials and movies. Been on a bit of a Tim Burton kick. First, I watched Beetlejuice. I remember watching the film as a kid. When your only exposure to Beetlejuice was the cartoon, and then you go back and watch the movie, it's a little bit jarring. The movie is a lot darker than the TV show was, especially when you remember that Beetlejuice is the villain of the film. But it does have some surprisingly sweet moments too, so it's still a pretty good movie. Continuing the Tim Burton thing, I followed that up with Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow is a fun little thriller that's kind of been overlooked in the whole Tim Burton canon. I'm really surprised that they haven't made more movie versions of Sleepy Hollow yet. There's no reason why the Headless Horseman can't be up there with the greatest movie monsters. I do remember, though, in Star Wars circles, there was a lot of nerding out about Sleepy Hollow, because the Headless Horseman was played by Darth Maul himself, Ray Park. It was his first big role after Episode One. In fact, someone pointed out on Twitter it's got three Sith Lords in it. We've got Park as the Headless Horseman, Ian McDermott, Emperor Palpatine, shows up as Sleepy Hollow's Doctor, and Christopher Lee, Count Dooku, puts in a cameo as Ichabod Crane's superior. And speaking of Star Wars, we got the premiere of Season 2 of The Mandalorian. Oh, it's so good to have some new Star Wars again. Looks like our main plot for Season 2 is going to be the Mandalorian searching the galaxy for other Mandalorians to help him get Baby Yoda home. And in the first episode, his first stop is Tatooine, where he's looking for a very famous Mandalorian in green armor. That's Boba Fett. And of course, things go sideways. If you liked Season 1 of The Mandalorian, you won't be disappointed. It's simply more of the same. And you know what? I'm fully fine with that. Disney drops new episodes every Friday, so recapping the latest episode is probably about to become a regular thing. And that's the streaming report. You're listening to Mark Kappas. That young man fills me with hope. And some other emotions that are weird and deeply confusing me. On U62, The Targ. And now it's time for the Nerd News Report, where I update you on some of the Hollywood news that caught my eye. Still in the world of Lucasfilm and Disney Plus Originals, we're getting a Willow TV series! You remember Willow? George Lucas's epic fantasy film from the late 80s? I had a friend who once described it as, If Star Wars and Lord of the Rings had a baby. It's kind of funny, I remember when Disney first bought Lucasfilm, people were like, So that gives Disney Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and anything else? And you'd hear a few meek voices, Willow! Warwick Davis is coming back to play Willow. Uh, Ron Howard, who directed the original film, he's back as a consultant. Jonathan Kazdan, who wrote Solo, a Star Wars story. He's the head writer and showrunner. And John Chu, who directed the hit film Crazy Rich Asians. He's on board to direct the pilot and maybe a couple episodes. 
I am mildly curious about this. I mean, we knew something like this was going to be coming to Disney+. Plus. Everybody wants an epic fantasy series these days to try and get some of that Game of Thrones money. But yeah, I don't think there's really a lot of people screaming for a Willow series. And this just came down the pike as I was sitting down to record this. I have to mention the passing of legendary actor Sean Connery. Connery passed away this Halloween at the age of 90. He had so many legendary roles to his name. Top of the list is he was the first, and to many still, the definitive James Bond. When he played an elderly spy in The Rock, people were like, Ah, so that's what Bond's been up to since the 60s. Then he won his Oscar for The Untouchables. He was Indiana Jones' father in The Last Crusade. He was that Russian sub-captain in Hunt for Red October. He was just in so many great films. He retired from acting in the early 2000s, and I've entertained a few folks with the story as to why he retired. He was offered the role of Morpheus in The Matrix, and he turned it down, saying he didn't understand the script. And then Matrix became a huge hit. He was offered the role of Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and he turned it down, saying he didn't understand the script. And then Lord of the Rings became a huge hit. Then he was offered League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He was about to turn it down because he didn't understand the script, but then he said, Wait a minute. Every other project I didn't understand and turned down became a huge hit. Maybe I should finally take a chance. So he accepted League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, it sucked, it bombed, and he said, uh, You know what? I'm done. So I'll probably toss Goldfinger in the old Blu-ray player tonight and remember Sean Connery. And that's the Nerd News Headlines. You're listening to Mark Chappas. Go do disgusting things to that boy. On U62. The Targ. Well, Halloween is behind us now, so we start looking forward to the next big holiday. This year, I'm going to take some of my severance and get something I've always wanted. Christmas lights to hang on my balcony. I was pricing them out when I was pricing out a new computer, and I was surprised at how affordable they are. 40 bucks in my balcony is covered. So while I'm still having my midlife crisis and fretting over a computer, at least I'll have some bright, shiny lights. And that'll do it for this week's episode of The Targ. As always, thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Or as always, go straight to the source, my website, chaosinabox.com. I'm Mark Caps. This has been The Targ. I will see you next week. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of The Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of The Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. Chewie, we're home.